We're back for a second time on Proverbs 22, 17 to 19. And what I want us to focus on this time is what, what does that mean? Incline your ear. And what does that mean? Apply your heart. And how does it all relate to that your trust may be in the Lord? Father, teach us to incline our hearts to your words. Teach us to apply or fix our hearts on the knowledge contained in those words and take us deeper into trust in you and show us what pleasures there are there and what good for others. I ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Incline your ear and hear the words of the wise, and apply your heart to my knowledge, for it will be pleasant if you keep them within you, if all of them are ready on your lips, that you may trust, that your trust may be in the Lord, I have made them known to you today, even to you. And last time we noticed that these four statements here in two couplets like this, in fact, are related like this. Those two to go together and these two in this way. Incline your ear, that's the external, to words which are spoken by the tongue or the lips, and apply your heart to the knowledge that is deeper within those words. Words are just words until they communicate knowledge. And the ear, by means of hearing words, yields knowledge perceived by the heart, which now becomes pleasant within us. So this is heart stuff. And then it all goes back outside if all of them are ready on your lips. And so ear and lips go together and pleasant within you goes together with heart. And so these two are a pair, the meat in the sandwich of the dynamic of enjoying the knowledge that has been communicated by words and will now be again communicated to other by others by words. So it goes like this. Words communicate through the ear knowledge which produces pleasure of a true understanding of the way things are, which overflows then back to lips, which then goes on and starts it over with others. That's the way the Proverbs are supposed to work. Now, what I want to ask this time is simply, what does that mean? And what does that mean? Incline your ear and hear the words of the wise. Do you do that when you read the Bible? Incline your ear, lean your ear, or if you're reading, it would be lean your eye to the words that you're reading. If you're listening, it's lean your ear to the words. And my suggestion 
is that it means pay very close attention, right? It means assiduous observation. Pay attention. Observe carefully. Slow down. We read so fast that we can hardly do this. We don't have time to incline our ear to the very words because we're speeding so fast. Observe details. Um, repeat. That is, go back over things, over and over. Remove distraction. So many of us read in situations where we can hardly incline our ear because we're so distracted by things that are going on around us. So it's, it's a rigorous attention or a rigorous attentiveness to the details of the words. Not just the propositions, but pausing over every word like, in, you'd read this, you say, incline your ear. And then you'd say, incline your ear. And then you'd say, incline your ear. And you'd ask at every point, what does that have to contribute? What does that have to contribute? And what does that have to contribute? So that's what I think is involved in inclining your ear. What about apply your heart? We get a clue here. Apply your heart to knowledge, for it will be pleasant. So the heart is the organ that has pleasure in you, pleasure in knowledge. Or if it's false, it would be displeasure or hate or dislike. So the heart is the, is the organ of, of being pleased or enjoying or valuing or treasuring. Enjoy value, treasure. The ear doesn't do those things. The ear just sees and hears and construes. And then the heart, which also knows, by the way, but it knows with a view to valuing, with a view to treasuring, with a view to enjoying. The heart is always moving through mere knowing to being pleased. And so the heart takes the words construes knowledge and pushes through those knowledge to feelings. So what would it mean to apply your heart to do that? Do you do that? Do you, do you take your heart and fix it on an object of knowledge precisely with a view to trying to feel it? Feel its badness or feel its goodness? And you might say, well, is it good to try to feel? Shouldn't feelings be spontaneous? Well, let me ask you this. If, if your ear hears a steak, E-A-K, steak sizzling in the kitchen, and you know it is sizzling, and your nose smells it, and your eyes see it, is it wrong or foolish to say, I will now apply myself to tasting it and you eat it? That's what I'm saying you should do with this knowledge. 
It's not wrong to want to taste a steak, is it? I I smell the steak, I see the snake, I hear it sizzling. I want to feel the taste in my mouth of the steak. I will now eat it and chew it. So is it wrong to see words and to hear knowledge and then to make a concerted effort to bite into it and chew it so that your heart finds it pleasant? So yes, I'm making a case that the meaning of this right here, apply your heart, means pursue the pleasure that is in the object of observation. So I'm walking to church, and the leaves are on the tree, and I can either observe it and go back to some kind of internal introspection and pay no attention, or I can fix my eyes on the trees and say, that's beautiful. I can ask the Lord. In fact, I think this effort to discern with feeling can hardly be made in the heart of a Christian without prayer. As soon as you say, I want to feel the beauty and the pleasure of this knowledge, you are turning it into a prayer. So I think the inclining of the ear is the careful observation of the words that lead us to knowledge, and the applying of the heart is the intentional effort to so see, to so discern this knowledge that it becomes a precious object of desire and enjoyment. Now, there is one more thing to see in this text, and we'll look at it next time.